I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, July 17th, 2020. I'm Trey Yanks. More children are at risk of abuse as coronavirus affects parents around the world. Children who are confined to orphanages are facing increased levels of abuse and harm and infection due to staff shortages in institutions where they are placed. This is the Fox News Rundown global pandemic. Unemployment, financial difficulties, and broken homes can lead to children being abused or placed into foster care. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from United Nations partner and NGO founder Mariana Dahan about human rights abuses during the coronavirus outbreak, starting first in South Africa that is reporting more than 300,000 total cases of COVID-19. The BBC reports that some hospitals in eastern Cape province are starting to face staff shortages as doctors and nurses are either sick or exhausted. The country has tested 2.3 million people so far for the virus. Now to Russia, where two medical research centers have reported completed phase one vaccine trials. Three of the trial volunteers spoke before the media this week, saying they had little side effects from the vaccine that appears to develop immunity for the recipient. Russia has confirmed more than 750,000 total cases of coronavirus and reported around 12,000 deaths. Finally, in Canada, that is approaching zero daily deaths for the first time since March. Canada is still reporting hundreds of positive results each day, and officials are worried about the possibility of a second wave. A new report from the Canadian Broadcasting Company indicates that child exploitation in Canada is on the rise, as predators have been taking advantage of the time children have been spending online. This issue and others related to child abuse are running rampant in many areas amid the pandemic. I am serving on the Global Experts Group of the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs. And in a new report that my colleagues at the UN released this week, we note that globally women and children are losing access to 20% of their health and social services as a result of COVID-19. This is United Nations partner and NGO founder Mariana Dahan. She joins us today to discuss human rights abuses during the time of coronavirus. So that means there are less women who can have adequate care to later on um, provide for their children. And there are more women dying during childbirth and more children dying as a result or remaining orphaned. Uh, from their mother. So losing their mother places these children uh, in greater risk to later on um, be let go or be abandoned in an orphanage. And this is one of those problems that can get worse and worse over time. And I think oftentimes when we're looking at a global pandemic or a massive event that changes the way we interact, It's hard to compare anything that has happened in recent history to the coronavirus outbreak, but when you're looking at events, whether they are disasters or the spread of disease, we often look at the short-term effects and try to find solutions to these problems. But what you're talking about here is a long-term problem, and these children could have the course of their life altered if they don't have that family structure. Absolutely, you are absolutely right. Uh, we note that children who are confined to orphanages are facing increased levels of abuse and harm and infection due to staff shortages in institutions where they are placed. So the impact of this crisis will have low 
long-term repercussions over their health and their life later on. Also, what we note is that in orphanages, children often fall through the cracks uh, of the system and they disappear um, in the sense that we can no longer have access to their personal identity. We cannot trace back the connection to their families. And the pandemic has amplified this problem because we lose critical access to the staff who was caring for these children. We lose um, the institutional memory of where these children came from. So uh, indeed, we noticed that this pandemic is having a huge impact, not only on the lives of the children today, but also on the, their future. You've done some really interesting work in this field regarding the role of identity. And I wanted to ask you, what happens to a child when there is some outstanding factor or a world event like we're seeing today that alters the course of their life and doesn't give them that geographic or cultural identity? What happens to that child as they get older? Well, the loss of the connection is the primary um, driver for these children to later on uh, be depressed, take their life, um, to suffer greater emotional distress, and also to be placed in real danger of trafficking. What we've noticed, for example, in Europe is that uh, traffickers are recruiting young girls right after they are coming out of the orphanage system because they note their emotional vulnerability and their desire for connection and for recognition. So, for example, in Romania, uh, there are testimonies that we've collected and we found several cases where the watchmen of the traffickers identify in advance the young vulnerable girls who are in the orphanage systems, and then they solicit them with false promises and relationships. Uh, they offered their um, jobs in Italy or Dubai or Saudi Arabia. Um, and, and then these girls are trapped, uh, completely trapped. They get fake ID documents that um, posit they are older than what they are. And, um, you know, they are being sold there to sex brothers, coerced into modern slavery. Uh, and it's really, you know, an experience that can last for years um, until um, a local NGO can rescue them. Um, so I really want to emphasize uh, the lack of connection to these children. Uh, and I think a pandemic like that is, is really um, putting a strain on this connection. We need to make sure that Children who are in institutions today are, are properly uh, taken care of by a sufficient number of staff members. Uh, and even better, we should try to give these children back to their family members. As I mentioned, there are 
80% of these children who have at least one living family member. So we need to trace back that connection and reunite uh, the children with um, the lost family or worst case scenario, place them with a loving uh, foster family. You've been listening to United Nations partner and NGO founder, Mariana Dahan. We'll be right back. The children that you're giving a voice to and advocating for are uniquely vulnerable in many cases due to their living situation, their family situation, and oftentimes where they live in the world. I wanted to ask you about refugee populations. I know that you've written extensively about the concept of a blue passport being a solution to giving displaced people identification. And what role do you think that can play right now as we are seeing refugee populations around the world being affected by COVID-19? Looking specifically at Idlib province in, in Syria, there's more than a million people that have been displaced internally in Idlib's province as a result of this ongoing civil war. And I imagine that many people don't have homes to return to. So the concept of having some identification or ability to move forward with some sort of familiar structure would be beneficial. Yes, you're right. Uh, Today in the world, there are a billion people without uh, a possibility to prove who they are. They have no personal identity. They have no birth certificates or nothing. So imagine if you lose your driver's license, your social security number, your credit card, all of a sudden you are cut off the system and you are forced into the shadows. That's exactly what's happening with the refugees today. And some of these people had, you know, good jobs in their own country. They had homes, they had family connections, and all of a sudden they find themselves uh, alone, uh, you know, uh, forced to flee their homes by a disaster or a war or conflict, just like you mentioned. Among them, there are a lot of children, millions of children um, being displaced today. have no home to return to. They have no family that uh, they know uh, or someone to care for them. We are really looking at ways of helping them. And what we find is, again, reinstating some sort of connection to um, their homes or their communities, even if this community is in exile, is the first step. So in the refugee camp, uh, that is one of the biggest makeshift camp uh, on mm, the on the border of France and UK called Calais Jungle, we met the miners who had no way to contact their families because they had no phones, just very plain, simple mobile phones connection was missing. So we um, funded an operation together with Um, Refugee Youth Service um, frontline organization to provide these children with uh, phone uh, numbers and credits so that they can contact their families. And working with other um, legal organizations, we are trying to retrace them back to the families and to 
try to establish their identities. And in order for them to get an ID document, we need to establish their place of birth, their name, and give a birth certificate as a first step uh, to their legal recognition. Later on, working with countries to um, to fast track their asylum seeking process. It's really fascinating work that you're doing, especially during this pandemic, where oftentimes I think these global issues that, like you noted, affect over a billion people are often swept aside or not thought of because of the focus on coronavirus. So it's it's such crucial work that you're doing during this time. Mariana Dahan, NGO founder and UN partner. Mariana, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.